Hello, friends. Welcome to Trivia Over Tea, the quiz show podcast where we drink tea and play trivia. I am your host, Matthew Cook, and I'm here virtually with our guest scorekeeper, Mason Cook. Mason, how are you this morning? Well, I'm rather exhausted because I had to play a concert last night, but aside from that, feeling pretty good. Oh, well, I appreciate you uh, writing questions for me last night anyway, uh, despite your concert. So thank you. Well, uh, let's meet this week's contestants. Uh, first, we have Susanna. Hi, I'm Susanna McDonald. I'm a pianist. And today I'm drinking, uh, my tea is Paladete's Blue of London or Grey Tea. Very good. Well, thank you for being here today. And we also have Michael. Hi, I'm a pianist from the UK. My name is Michael Leach, and I am drinking uh, Turkish black tea. Very good. Uh, well, thank you both for being here today. As with all of our regular episodes, we'll have four rounds of questions today, each with a slightly different format. And so without further ado, Mason will explain the rules for round one. All right, round one. It's first general knowledge round. Questions are worth 10 points apiece. Each contestant will get five questions on a wide variety of subjects. All righty, Susanna, are you ready for your five questions? As ready as I can be. <laughs> okay. Question one. What U.S. state or territory contains the largest island in the country? A, Alaska, B, Puerto Rico, or C, Hawaii? Hawaii. That is correct. Um, the island of Hawaii, also known as the Big Island, is the most extensive at 4,028 square miles. Um, the, uh, the island of Puerto Rico is 3,515 square miles, and Alaska's Kodiak Island, 3,595 square miles. Question two, what percentage of the human brain is water? A, 64%, B, 78%, or C, 41%? 78%? That's correct. Yes, nearly 80% of the brain is water. Nice. Question three, French composer Ambroise Thomas's most famous operatic work was an adaptation of what Shakespearean play? A, Hamlet, B, Othello, or C, Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and Juliet? Uh, no, it's actually Hamlet. Hamlet. Uh, his Hamlet premiered in Paris in 1868 and includes the title character's drinking song, Au vin disciple oh. la tristesse. Oh, got it. Yeah. Question four. Which of the following is not a city in the San Fernando Valley? A, Van Nuys, B, Calabasas, or C, Hidden Hills? Uh, A. <laughs> That's correct. Uh, Van Nuys is a neighborhood within the city of Los Angeles. All right. Yeah. And finally, question five. Which of the following apes has a prehensile tail, meaning it can grab things with it? A, a spider monkey, B, a lemur, or C, a chimpanzee? Which one can or cannot? Can. Yes. Chimpanzee? Uh, it's actually a spider monkey, believe it or not. Yeah. All right. All Michael, are you ready for your five questions? I am. I'm not sure I'm going to do as well as Susanna, but yeah, <laughs> All right, we'll, well, see. we'll see. Question one. Which human artery is the only ar artery to carry deoxygenated blood? A, the aorta, B, the pulmonary artery, or C, the radial artery? Oh, bringing back to my uh, A-level biology class, um, is it the aorta? Um, it's actually the pulmonary artery. Oh, the pulmonary. Oh, yeah. Question two. On May 25th, 1660, 
What king of England landed at Dover, having spent the previous nine years in exile during the Commonwealth period? A. Charles I, B. Charles II, or C. James II? Don't know this one. I'm going to go for A. Charles I. Uh, it was actually Charles II. Um, he was the eldest surviving child of Charles I, who was executed in 1649 during the English Civil War. Charles II was defeated by Oliver Cromwell at the Battle of Worcester in 1651 and fled to France. Cromwell died in 1858, throwing the country into political chaos. And so Charles was invited to return to, Eng to England and the monarchy was restored. I sort of remember that from like middle school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this was the restoration of the monarchy. Yeah, but Charles II was, Charles I, I mean, was already dead by this point. James II was Charles II's successor. Question three, which of the following works by Gilbert and Sullivan premiered first? A, The Mikado, B, Pirates of Penzance, or C, The HMS Pinafore? Um, Pirates of Penzance. Uh, it was actually Pinafore. Um, Pinafore wow. premiered uh, May 25th, 1878 in London. Uh, Pirates premiered in 1879 and The Mikado in 1885. Mm. Question four, which of the following is not an English county? A, Shropshire, B, Codorshire, or C, Devon? Could you repeat the B? Um, B, Codorshire. Um, Shropshire, I don't think is a county. Um, apparently, uh, well, Mason, where is Shropshire? Uh, Shropshire is right along the Welsh border. Okay. Oh, uh, okay. So is it B? Because I have no idea what yeah, B it is. Yeah, it is B. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, and I think you made that up, Mason. Uh, I, I took the name of the fictional Thane from Macbeth and Chuck Sheeran at the end of it. Yeah, good question. I, I thought it was a kind of trick question and that it was going to be some really obscure place that I'd never heard of. I kind of it assumed I kind of assumed it was like a <laughs> Scottish county, but then I looked it up and then it, mm -hmm. I, I remembered Thane of Cawdor from Beth. But, but yeah, no, it's just uh, just made up. Finally, question five. In 1705, at the age of 20, J.S. Bach applied for four weeks leave from his job as a church organist in Arnstadt to travel to Lübeck to hear the prominent composer and organist uh, Buxtehude play. When when did Bach return to Arnstadt? A, four months later, after deciding to perform and study with Buxtehude for several months without telling his bosses. B, two weeks later, after hearing Buxtehude play for the first time, realizing that he played better than him. Or C, Bach never returned. Um, I'm going to go for B. Um, it's actually A, four months later. Um, Bach apparently made the journey from Arnstadt to Lübeck on foot, which is a 280-mile walk each way. Wow. And, appar and apparently he didn't tell his, um, the, his employers in Arnstadt that he was going to do this. So he just left and studied with Bux Dehude for several months. Well, that's the end of round one. So right. Mason, can you please give us a score update? Well, um, Susanna is off to a great start. She leads Michael by a score of 30 to 0. For our weekly audience question, if you'll recall, last week our question was, despite missing pieces that people cut off as relics, what former U.S. president's famous coat is currently on display at the Metropolitan Museum of Art 
for the first time? And the answer to that is Abraham Lincoln. The coat on display is the one that he wore at Ford's Theater the night of his assassination on April 14th, 1865. So a very uh, historic coat indeed. And uh, there was a segment on the CBS Sunday morning show, not this past Sunday, but the previous Sunday about it. So highly recommend uh, for you history buffs to go check that out. Alrighty, for this week's question, we'll ask, the New York Times released an article last week about their investigation into what country being forced to pay for its independence from France in the 19th century. So have a think about that. Send me your answer, and I'll announce the correct answer next week. Alrighty, and now it is time for round two. So Mason, can you please tell us the rules? All right, round two. This is our directeds. Each contestant will get five questions worth 20 points apiece, all of them on the same category. However, if they get one wrong, the opponent can bounce it back for 10. All righty, so uh, you both are going to get uh, questions about famous actors who were born on May 25th, which was the date, which is the date that this podcast will be released. Uh, Susanna, your um, actor is o- uh, Octavia Spencer, born May 25th, 1970. <laughs> Do you know who Octavia Spencer is? Okay. I've never heard of that name. Great. Uh, okay. Well, we'll, uh, we'll give it a roll. Uh, question one. Spencer won the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress for playing Minnie Jackson in what 2011 film? I don't know. November? I don't know. I was just like thinking the date of it. Oh. I have no clue. Is it the title of the movie? Yeah, the title of the movie. Yeah. It came out in 2011. Oh, really? Well, I have no idea. Okay. Michael, (laughs) do you know? Do you know this one? No. Okay. Uh, This is called The Help. Um, the, and the film was also nominated for Best Picture. Oh, now it's ringing the bell. Like, okay, so I'm really bad with, like, names. And if you showed me the picture of her, maybe I would have, like, guessed it. But now oh, I, I think you. I'm... Okay, I'll look, up her, I'll look her up on Wikipedia. I don't want to look it up because I don't want to cheat. But... Well, no, I'll just show you her picture. This is her Wikipedia profile picture. Okay, yeah, I think that's that's the face that I was kind of... Okay, yeah. All right. That's All right. who we were talking about. All right, the help. <laughs> uh, question two. I haven't watched that movie yet. I haven't either, actually. I haven't uh, question two. Spencer played uh, Joanna Reyes in the second and third films in what dystopian film series uh, starring Shalane Woodley and Theo James? Again. All of those names doesn't ring anything in my head because just um in dystopian is it pretty recent? Uh yeah, this was twenty fourteen ish twenty. I guess not not so recent, somewhat recent. Depends on your definition. Yeah, sadly, those were the days that I haven't really watched movies. Okay. <laughs> uh dystopia i don't know was it animation or is it like no this is live action live action oh uh do we have a time (laughs) Uh, not not officially um i i don't think it's gonna matter if i get more time i don't know (laughs) okay all right uh michael do you know did you say tv series or film uh film film series no i have no idea Okay, uh, this was the Divergent series. Um, 
and it's based on the books by uh, Veronica Roth. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, Matthew, I believe yeah. you have that one. The Divergent film did indeed come out in 2014. Oh, excellent. Thank you, Mason. Appreciate that. Uh, uh, question three. In the 2016 film Hidden Figures, Spencer played Dorothy Vaughn, a mathematician who worked at what government agency? Russia. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Soviet no. Union or... No. No, a, a U.S. government agency. Oh, okay. Well... That was a wild guess. <laughs> okay. Michael, you know? Uh, the CIA. No, this is NASA. Um, no. uh, yeah. Uh, oh, I saw a trailer of that. I wanted to watch that movie. It's really good. Yeah, you should you should mm -hmm. go see it. Um, uh, film was nominated for Best Picture at the Academy Awards, and uh, Taraji Henson played Katherine Johnson, who's the main protagonist. Right. Uh, question four. Among her voice acting credits is Mrs. Otterton, who was concerned about the mysterious disappearance of her husband, Emmett, in what 2016 Walt Disney Animation Studios film? <laughs> uh, she was Mrs. Otter? Yeah, Mrs. Otterton. So she's she's an otter. I feel like a I lot of animals in this film. I know. I feel like I watched this and I still don't remember. That's sad. Entirely um... animals. And it's pretty recent. Twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. And it was all animals. Were they all animals? Animated film. They like have their own city, and yeah. there was a bunch of corruption and whatnot. You know, I watched this movie and I don't remember the title. This is sad. The only movie that I all <laughs> things. Michael, do you know? Shoot. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna be so pissed once you say this title. <laughs> okay, you can say it, because I don't wanna- Mike, And Michael, you don't know. Um, I'm gonna guess Watership Down. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think- Very interesting interpretation um, of Watership yeah, Down. I'd, interesting. I, I'd go see that one. The Watership Down, but with otters. Wow, gosh. Boy, I haven't thought about that book in a long time. Um, no, this is, uh, this is Zootopia. Um, Zootopia. Yeah. Oh, the only thing that I actually watched in 2016. Oh. Sad wow. day. The Love mention it. of Watership Down has really affected me because that was a, <laughs> that was a traumatic read in seventh. Grade. Oh, I know. Um, I remember um, you at the time you were reading it. You you were I not was, in a good I was, spot. I, was, I didn't like it very much. Wow, haven't thought about that in a long time. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> it's okay. Uh, question five. Spencer appeared oh, in what? Well, oh, yeah, you have one more. Okay, wow. Feels like ages. Uh, yeah, one more. Question five. Spencer appeared in what 2017 film in which a mute cleaner falls in love with a humanoid amphibian creature? And I'll just say that this film won the Academy Award for Best Picture. <laughs> she was what? Well, I don't know what character she played, but the basic plot of the film was that is there's this humanoid amphibian creature who falls in love with a human like avatar uh not avatar but probably pretty similar i don't know michael do you know i do know what film this is but i can't remember the title it's the i think it's either guillermo del toro or um let me try and think is it like the it's got like tilda swinton and and some other people uh, it was directed by guillermo del toro um, 
I don't see Tilda Swinton in the cast. Are you sure? I can't make them go Let's see. Mm, not according to. Okay, I didn't. I can't remember the name of the title. Okay. This is not the film that was like all. I don't want to say puma. It was like all black, some kind of animal. I've seen the film for sure. Mm, yeah, I, don't, I I haven't seen it, so I I all all I know is that it was kind of a weird concept. Um, but this is yeah, uh, this weird. is the shape of water. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Never heard of it. That's cool. Like I said, it won the. You watched it, Michael? Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. Oh well, there you go. That's my uh, memory recall. So does he get half points at least? No. <laughs> I I I think maybe we can give you five points for for knowing the uh, the at least knowing the director. The director. Yeah, so so yeah. give him quarter credit, okay. Mason. Oh, a quarter. This is a trivia over T first. No, definitely not a first. We have we have definitely awarded partial credit before. <laughs> Um, okay, well, uh, Michael, you, your actor who was born on May 25th, um, 1939, uh, and that is Ian McKellen. Okay. So, uh, here we go. Question one. In 1981, McKellen won the, the Tony Award for Best Actor in a Play for his portrayal of what composer in Amadeus? Uh, I'm going to go Salieri. That's correct. Um, it also won the Tony Award for Best Play, and its uh, 1984 film adaptation won the Academy Award for Best Picture. Question two. McKellen starred in the film adaptation of what Shakespeare play about a hunchback king? Uh, Richard III. That's correct. Um, it was based on a stage production that also starred McKellen. Uh, the film was known for its unique placement of British landmarks throughout the, the film. Question three. More recently, McKellen played what wizard in the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit films? That's easy. Gandalf. Yes, that is correct. Uh, question. Gandalf? Yeah, he was Gandalf. Oh! Yeah. Uh, question four. In 2006, McKellen played British Grail historian Sir Lee Teabing in what film in which a Harvard professor and a police cryptologist search for clues in the painting The Last Supper? Mm, sounds like a Dan Brown book or something. Um, I'm going to go the Da Vinci Code. That is correct. Yes. Oh. Um, yes, written written by Dan Brown, as you said. Um, and uh, Tom Hanks and Audrey um, Totu play the professor and cryptologist, respectively. And finally, question five. In the 2017 live-action remake of The Beauty and the Beast, McKellen played what head of household who was turned into a pendulum clock? I'm going to have to pass on this one. I have no idea. Okay, Susanna, do you know? <laughs> no idea. Okay. <laughs> Not the movie that Emma Stone was in it, or no? Um, Emma Watson was oh, yeah. Belle. Um, uh, he was I'm Cogsworth. I'm horrible with names. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was Cogsworth. Um, oh. yeah, and my fun fact was that Emma Watson was Belle. Yes. Uh, so, yes, there you go. Well, that's the end of round uh, two. So, Mason, can you please give us a score update? Well, I must say, hey, Michael had a big round right there. Um, getting 85 points that round. Uh, Susanna, Susanna had a less big round, uh, getting zero points. <laughs> oh, so right now, after two rounds, Michael was in the lead, 85 to 30. 
writing out is time for round three. So Mason, can you please tell us the rules? All right. Round three, our second general knowledge round. This time, correct answers are worth 30 points. And if you get it wrong, your opponent can get it right for 15. All righty, Susanna, are you ready? I don't know. <laughs> I feel defeated. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, question one. The Rose Kennedy Greenway is a park on top of the tunnel that carries what interstate highway through downtown Boston? I don't know. It's been like six years since I lived in Boston. Uh, I'm going to guess Massachusetts. I don't know the number. Massachusetts 20? I don't know. Uh, Michael, do you know? Want to take a guess? I definitely don't know, but I'm going to guess the I-54. Uh, no. Uh, this is Interstate 93. Uh, in uh, 1991, construction began to move I-93, which was then above ground, to a tunnel that was completed 17 years later. Local leaders used the opportunity to establish a park on the land once taken up by the freeway, which now covers 17 acres in downtown Boston. Question two. Anne Hesch was famously dating what actress in 1997 who came out in an episode of her sitcom? Again, when it comes to movie or film, that's just, uh, what, sitcom? Uh, no, we're looking for the actress. Oh, the actor, actress? Are they... I mean, it was a self-titled sitcom. Oh. So. I wouldn't know. Okay. <laughs> Michael? Uh, Seinfeld? No, uh, she was dating Ellen DeGeneres. Um, and their relationship and subsequent breakup was uh, widely discussed in the media. Yes. Uh, question three. The color green can be generated by combining which two primary colors? Green? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yellow and blue? That is correct. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And the third primary color, of course, is red. Mm -hmm. Question four. The Dutch term for cabbage salad would later inspire the English name for what side dish? What? We're well, asking about the name of the side food? Yes, we're, yeah, we're asking for the name of the side dish. Cabbage salad? Yeah, well, what's it called? It's kind of gross. I don't like it. I never eat it when, because it's often served with like oh, burgers. Is it and, coleslaw? Yep, coleslaw. Ah. Um, the turn is kusla, cool, slaw apparently, nice. in Dutch. And finally, question five. Uh, French, famous French mezzo-soprano um, Germaine um, Balak is said to have played the titular role of what Bizet opera over 3,000 times over the course of her career? Carmen? Yes, that's correct. Mason, how did she do it 3,000 times? Well, she was popular enough and also just Every, you know, everyone did Carmen, and so this seemed like a high number to me. Yeah, isn't that like I, that, that, that's allegedly years. how many times she Apparently. did it? That would have to be wow. Well, good for her. So good. she did it like three or four times a week, I, probably for a couple of decades, I would assume. <laughs> hey, so, she made a lot could, of money doing it, so I'm not going to question doing uh, matinees as well as evening performances. Right, exactly. That's true. That's true. That's a lot of singing. That is a lot of singing. Uh, well, uh, Michael, are you ready for your five questions? I am. Okay. Question one. What interstate highway is named the Santa Monica Freeway west of downtown Los Angeles? Uh, is it the I-10? That is correct. Um, I and it is the... 
It is the San Bernardino Freeway uh, east of downtown. Question two. In the novel and film Jurassic Park, captain of industry John Hammond decides to open his theme park at what fictional place whose name translates from Spanish to Clouded Island? Trying to remember my Spanish. Isla something. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Puff. Susanna, do you know? No. Okay. Uh, this is uh, Isla Nublar, apparently. Um, the island is described as being off the coast of Costa Rica. Question three. What is the lightest element on the periodic table? Uh, hydrogen. That is correct. Yes. Uh, question four. A popular internet image shows Spider-Man being dunked on by what Marvel anti-hero, the subject of a 2018 film, uh, 2018 film, and is the combination of Eddie Brock and a symbiote. Did I say that uh, correct, Mason? Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Is it the Green Goblin? No. Uh, Susanna, do you know? Is it the red <clears throat> marble hero, like with the red mask thing, with the gold? Uh, no. You mean uh, Iron Man? Yeah. No, not Iron Man. Uh, this is uh, Venom, apparently. Um, Mason, do you want to explain? Briefly, uh, yeah, uh, it is indeed Venom. Let me see if I can find the specific image. Hang on. I have to show you. Okay, well, while you do that, we'll go on to question five. Uh, question five. Which French painter's early works of The Luncheon on the Grass and Olympia were highly controversial at the time and are considered by some to be the start of modern art? Is it Renoir? No, not Renoir. Um, Susanna? Is it the pointillism thing? Well, we're looking for the painter. The painter name? Uh, it starts with S, I feel like, like Sam something. I don't know. Uh, no, it does not start with S. Um, this is uh, Edouard Manet. Manet, yes. Yeah. Um, shocked that I was able to come up with an art history question. Mason, did you find your, um, did you find the image? I did indeed. Look at this beautiful image right here. All right. Got it. This is what it is. Interesting. I don't think I've seen okay. that before. Oh, make sure to send that to dad so he can tweet it out um, since uh, for those who are not watching on YouTube. Alrighty, well, that's the end of round whatever this is, three. Mason, three. can you please uh, give us a score update? Also, I want to point out for the listeners, I'm about to send this to our father with no context. Just not going to explain what this is. Oh, so that'll that'll be fun. Uh, um, Susanna did pretty well that round uh getting 90 points michael also did well getting 60 so we're close coming into the end uh michael at 145 susanna at 120. well now it is time for round four so mason can you please explain the rules uh yeah round four is going to be our showdown uh correct answers are worth 40 points both contestants will get three questions that uh you know, they'll lock in their answers for or somehow make it known. Yeah, they'll get the same three questions. Yeah. All righty, Susanna, Michael, are you ready? Okay. All right. Question one. On May 25th, 2011, the final episode of Whose Talk Show aired after 25 seasons? Okay, Susanna, do you have an answer, Michael? Are you ready? I don't know. 
but I'm just going to make a wild guess. All right. Uh, Susanna, what's your answer? Oprah. Michael? I said Jay Leno. Uh, it was, in fact, Oprah Winfrey. Um, before the final episode aired, a two-part special was filmed in front of the United Center in Chicago before a crowd of 13,000 people. Whoa. Yeah. That's a show. Question two. In which Italian city was the composer Gaetano Donizetti born that is now the location of the Teatro Donizetti? Susanna, do you have an answer? Donizetti. I know where Puccini is, but I don't know where Donizetti was. Um, I am just going to guess that it was in Montepulcinelli or some, somewhere like that. Michael? Uh, I'm going to guess Naples, but I don't know. Uh, he was uh, from uh, Bergamo. Bergamo. Um, it's up in uh, Lombardy, about 25 miles from Milan. Okay. There we go. And finally, question three. Among the works in influenced by Beethoven's Ninth Symphony is what choral orchestral work by Hector Berlioz based on the Shakespeare play of the same name, known for its unique structure? So basically, if you don't know it, guess a Shakespeare play. Yeah. Um, we'll start with. Uh, oh, do do you either of you have answers? It's Shakespeare Shakespeare play. Yeah, it's it's um, yeah. This work is based on the Shakespeare play of the same name. I can't believe I don't know this. I'm going to guess Mary Wives of Windsor. Okay, Susanna. <laughs> Which is obviously wrong. Lady Macbeth. Uh, no, this is Romeo and Juliet. What? Uh, yeah. In the famous garden scene, the dialogue between the titular characters is given to the orchestra rather than the soloist or the choir. Um, and it has been difficult to classify the work. And Berlioz himself said that it is a symphony, if symphony and not an opera. Beethoven so. Symphony 9 kind of threw me off. I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's kind of similar, not similar in structure because it's, it's really a unique work. But the, the chorus is kind of, interspersed periodically throughout um, and i think like the biggest influence is a big choral so and choral and soloist finale um in which the so the bass soloist who sings friar lawrence gets up and sings his big aria and then he's echoed by the chorus of the capulets and the montagues and all that stuff um it's a uh, really really quite an interesting work Ma mason do you have any comments about that particular do you know the work um i'm not super familiar with it admittedly okay. Um, I've heard uh, like bits and pieces of it though. One of my, um, professors at Pomona was a Berlioz scholar. And, mm. uh, so when I took her choral literature class, we listened to a lot of Berlioz. So, oh. yeah. I should go back and listen to that. And now I'm curious. Yeah. It's, it's a really, really, really cool work. Um, mm -hmm. so yeah, very, uh, uniquely Berlioz. So uniquely Berlioz. Yeah. Well, that's the end of the game. So, Mason, can you please give us the final score? Well, um, Susanna, only one that got points that final round. So, oh, that actually does change the outcome. Susanna has 116, Michael has 145, and thus Susanna has won the game. Wow. Well, congratulations, Susanna, you have won. Do you have anything that you would like to say? <laughs> I'm just emotionally touched, and I, I really didn't know I would win. Thank you for this honor. <laughs> Good game. <laughs> Very good. Well, uh, thank you, Susanna and Michael, for being on the show today. Uh, that's our show for this week, folks. 
Um, and thank you, Mason, for uh, being our scorekeeper and also for composing the music. Uh, today's questions were written by Caitlin Fick, Lucas Hauser, Matthew Hauser, Matthew Brown, Lucas Lemonholm, Mason Cook, and yours truly. And thank you for listening. Please like and subscribe to Trivia Over Tea on your preferred podcast platform and leave us a review if you enjoyed it. Check out our Facebook and Instagram pages as well as our Twitter account at Trivia Over Tea. And feel free to message on us on any of these platforms if you have any comments or suggestions regarding the show. And tune in next week when we'll have two new contestants and 33 more fantastic questions. So thank you. We will see you 